You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Zowzers. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm, not, I'm literally not going <laughs> to. Hey, uh, no. guys. It's Bill Dawes. Welcome to the pre-laugh, after-laugh. He's kidding, but the, he has designs for the Zowzers I shirts. I Zowzers, it's in my head. I don't know what it is because it means nothing. And I think I could copyright it. <laughs> um, I don't know about Fuck Diddly Dumpty, though. I say we change the name of the podcast to Zowzers. Zowzers and the Fuck Diddly Dumpties. Things um, starting with Z are in right now. That's true. Like, for example... Okay, moving on. So, <laughs> zombies. That movie with uh, Zendaya. <laughs> Zendaya. Yeah. The Lost City of Z. There was a new story in a zoo. There's a new story in a zoo? Yeah, you know, probably. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is starting really well. So let's talk about our next guest. Our next, <laughs> I have a really, like my tongue is very thick today, so I'm like, Bleh. Our, our next guest. What does guest, that mean? It means that I'm not articulating. I have very bad diction. I went to graduate yeah. school at NYU for acting. Was that a low-key brag? I have a thick tongue? Lady. <laughs> no, but saying I went to graduate school at NYU is a little bit of a humble brag. But I, uh, but the teachers were like, okay, we think you can act, but what's up with your mouth? Your tongue doesn't work. It doesn't respond. Your S's sound like your... Your teachers were asking you what's up with your mouth? Yeah, they were like looking at it with... My, I was going to say microphones. No, look at it with like with the <laughs> magnifying glasses and see if I had fucked up shit going on with my tongue and my teeth. Wow. I just have a thick uh, tongue for Kundalingus. Anyway, I'm um, moving on. So, lay. You know, oh anything God. is creepy if you add ladies at the end. That's a Dimitri Martin bit. Yeah. Any, any <laughs> sentence. Whose bit is that? Dimitri Martin. Is it really? Yeah. Some girl just said that and tried to pawn it off as her own joke. Yeah, of course they did. Oh, God. Okay, moving on. That's what you know, people do. Okay, so Stephanie Tejada. <laughs> now, let me just tell you. Uh, so Stephanie Tejada, I guess I've been... Insta- we're Insta-friends. Yeah. Right? So, so you're not never, friends. We'd never, <laughs> <laughs> so we're not friends. We'd never met before the podcast. And she'd had a kind of a, you know, a moderate following. And yeah. now she has 250K plus followers. I'm wow. assuming she didn't buy those that are legit people. Yeah, good for her. Uh, because she is, as we say in the business, an influencer. Mm. I am not an influencer. Tommy, you're not an influencer. I am not an influencer. But I think it's the best job going right now to be an influencer. Yeah, it seems pretty nice. Because first of all... Like, what do you do other what, than... What uh, it means... Well, you take pictures of yourself a lot. You got to be good looking or you got to be really interesting. You, just go with the first one. You got to be good looking. Yeah, okay. And you got to have a good body or at least a good body part yeah. that will influence something. But if it's on Instagram, you know what I mean. It's, it's a visual about, medium. It's visual. It's looks. Maybe. So Stephanie Tata is she's she's a very attractive woman. But what compelled me to her is watching her rise up Instagram, and she made a lot of funny content. She did yeah. a lot of characters, and I could tell that she was really creating a brand for herself, like a kind of like the goofy hot girl, uh, Latina hot girl brand, which I think is great. So I invited her to come to the yard late night. She brought her boyfriend, who was very nice, but probably was there just in case he needed to stab me. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was it was great. So I I think the whole thing about influencing is very interesting. I, I I know that men are influencers, but mostly women, right? Men is that how it is who, on Instagram? Men who are influencers are uh, famous. They're first. famous for something, or they're uh, they're gay and really hot. 
Oh, gay and there, there's. I mean, there's men with really attractive bodies that yeah. are followed by women. I also I assume. Yeah, it's just I, less common. I try to post thirst traps on my Instagram at Bill Dawes with my butt, my shoulders stuff, but I guess it's just not doing the trick. Yeah, yeah. I get like <laughs> I have like one gay guy that's like you're cute, and then like that's yeah. all I got. And God bless him. Um, but that you know the college cheating scandal which happened with these. Uh, this the full Becky from Full House wanted to get her daughter into USC and pay like half a million dollars to get her daughter into a safety school. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh I'm kidding, Shade. but I'm, I'm not kidding. But but it's crazy because she was Olivia Jade was already an, an influencer. Yeah, like yeah. haven't you cracked the Da Vinci Code when you're an influencer? Like you've you've taken the shortcut in life. I think uh, you know really rich people there's a pride thing about your kid having to go to a certain school so you can brag to your friends like i think it was more for the parents than even the kid so when she's at spago in beverly hills she'll be like oh so my kid at usc exactly and no one will be impressed yeah um <laughs> but but so i think that's kind of like you it's a life hack being an influencer and if you got it and you can just take, take a picture of this is the water i drink to have my abs then like why go to school <laughs> I went to school for aerospace engineering and look at me, Tommy. Yeah. How far the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It's ridiculous. I love influencers and I don't have a problem with people who get Instagram <laughs> famous and then get into comedy because the end of the day, I'll bring up Dane Cook. When he was starting early 2000s, uh, when he got really big on MySpace, yeah. you hear some hating comics like, oh, Dane Cook is only big because of MySpace. Dan Cook still murdered rooms. He's mm-hmm. even, what do you, you you don't have to like him. You don't have to like him personally or professionally or no, whatever. No, he's great. I loved him. I'm not yeah. talking about you. I'm talking about anyone listening. You don't have to like him. But he has a lot of haters. The just... idea that he he became famous because of his social media savvy is bullshit. Yeah, that totally. guy demolished rooms harder than anyone I've ever seen wow. in, my, in my life. Probably the only other person I saw kill harder probably was Carlos Mencia. I hate to say it. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so there you go. We have we have a, a social media influencer. Uh, she came by. She's 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 a lovely lady and it's very funny. I hope you enjoy the afterlife with Stephanie Tahada. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh, <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> Hey guys, Bill Dawes. Here we are at the Afterlaugh in my yard. It's uh, kind of late. Uh, I have a new a new person um, who I follow on social media. She is a social media star, um, and uh, I hopefully will be a new friend. Stephanie Dehada. Hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I just found out that your moniker is the new queen of comedy. That's my, I made, um, you know, I don't know, because Stephanie Sahada, it's like, all right, I, I did my thing when I was Stephanie Sahada, the modeling, the go-go dancing, the reality TV, but as a comedian, I'm claiming the new queen of comedy. Like, that's that's me. That's great. That's also, <laughs> that's also ballsy. I, yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right, cool. So, uh, <laughs> so you said, now I just, you were, you were uh, was that your first foray into performance being a model? I started, yeah, I started modeling, um, forever ago god i think i was like 17 or 18 when i did my first photo shoot this was before facebook and everything you had to just find photographers and work 
you know? Yeah. And um, that's where it started. Then I go-go danced for a while. By the way, fun fact about me, I was also a go-go dancer. You were like Magic Mike? I was like Magic, Magic Mike. Magic Bill? I have a story I never <laughs> talk about, but I uh, yes. was with a girl one time, and she kept calling me Magic Mike when we were in the throes of uh, throes of passion. I don't think she ever knew my real name. Throes of passion. Yeah. That's a nice way to Magic Mike. Anyway, so um, so you were go- where were you a go-go dancer? Well, when I lived in Orlando. Oh, that yeah, makes sense. from Orlando, Florida. And I did that shit for like seven years, like seven nights a week, six nights a week. That was my job. That was my life. That was like club. Now, when you were a go-go dancer, were you go like on a – because when I was a go-go dancer, it was in New York. I was in school, and I was like, I'm going to pay my way through school by being a go-go dancer. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the money was like – also as, as a male go-go dancer. Right. I learned that uh, I also I grew up around DC and I, and I, I danced there and that was and I felt like it was like you could be a straight guy and do go go dancing but in New York they're like you're gonna be go go dancing be gay clubs. You, you, yeah. yeah so I didn't do the gay clubs but I would do gay nights okay and the I stopped because one time they said hey you got to wear a diaper oh, and damn. I was like that's humiliating and I wore the diaper that's really gross and I was on a box. Did you use the diaper or you just wore it? Uh, well, it was, like a, it was like an adult, not depends, I don't know, but it was like a fake diaper, loincloth, whatever. It was like, fuck it. And I was up there <laughs> dancing on the box. I looked over. There was a, a little person, let's just say midget, uh, with a, <laughs> don't say that. I am. I feel bad about it. <laughs> I know. There are people who have like real phobias. No. There's like I'm a word for like, it. I don't know the word for it, but like I literally have palpitations. Like it's really bad. Like I... I found out I was related to one. Listen to this. Oh. oh, my God. Found out I was related to a midget. Didn't know. And again, I don't, you know, I know your people. I love you guys. Thank you. But it's just something. And I didn't know. And we got to this p- person's house. That, you know, it's like a second aunt or something. We were visiting in Jersey. And there was a midget on the banister. And all I said to my mother. What, was, a real mi- Or a picture of a midget. No, like a real midget. Yeah. And all I said to my mother was, how many are there? <laughs> How many are there in my family? Well, I guess I'd imagine as a woman, you're like, if I have a child, I could have a child that is a little person. Um, that wasn't it. It well, was just like... No, f- it was just like, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you unpacked that with a therapist? Have you gone to a therapist? Like, why am I terrified of little people? I haven't, but I've had people like in churches like pray for me about it because I feel bad. Because <laughs> yeah, like, I almost had pray? Brad Williams come to the podcast. He's he's performing across the street oh, the tonight. The bald guy. No, Brad Williams, he's huge. He's probably the biggest little person comic out there. Yeah, the, the little bald guy, right? Is he bald? I think he's bald. Or does he wear a hat? He wears a hat. Maybe, Maybe he's bald. Hat, yeah. He's bald under that hat. Uh, who knew? I uh, think I know who you're talking about. Definitely. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> well, no so, offense, Brad. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but you know, that is actually very interesting because I think it's sort of like if you have a fear, that is intrinsic in your body. Like you can't shake you can't that just it. by thinking it out. Sometimes, like when I did the reality show, you know. Okay, so let's go. Okay, so let's go back to let's, because oh, yeah. I always assume I always want people to look at these uh, episodes completely blind. So they go and like, I don't know this woman Stephanie hot. I mean, hopefully you'll promote this and your fans yeah. will come and listen to this. But there will also be a bunch of people who won't know you at yeah. all. And um, so let's go back. So you were a you were uh, a model. And then you started go-go dancing in Orlando. I imagine that's probably not the most exam- glamorous life being a go-go dancer in Orlando. You know, it was just like, what? I get paid for this? Like, I feel like I was getting paid. How much party. you get paid to be a go-go dancer? In- for me, it ranged from like 100 a night to like 300 if yeah, it was like a was- concert or a fest. Because I've danced for like artists. Like yeah, you danced for singers and stuff? Videos, like, oh, like very that. cool. Yeah. So it was beyond the clubs, but most of it was in the club. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's just like, well, I get paid for this. And you know, you get tips and stuff. And it's not like... 
people like when I told my dad I had this conversation like Adam go go dance he was like oh my god he thought I was stripping I was like of no course. it's not I know like maybe in the 50s a go-go was considered a stripper but like we wear costumes sometimes we wear headpieces you know it's it's a theme it's like a showgirl almost right like no one touches you there's no like lap dancers or nothing so even with tips it's like they throw it at you what? <laughs> yeah. or you get a bucket yeah now so, I will say this though when you were a go-go dancer in Orlando mm-hmm. did you think about being a stripper was that no. something no you were never I like just, you know I just maybe whatever I'm gonna say it, but like vaginas are ugly and like I don't want to just like be on stage like hey like look at look at this pastrami sandwich real sexy like it's just it's not it's not you know it's not appealing to me I don't get it but but so, can yeah. you be a stripper with a thong not a totally nude stripper I mean if you're gonna go big go you know, <laughs> go big or go home go big go home right okay. like it's <laughs> so you you were a go go dancer so you're go go dancing and that was fun and so you're in Orlando. <laughs> It was great because it's like, oh, do you want to get paid to part? We're like the club's cheerleaders. And yeah, then for sure. And on top of that, it's like all your friends party and drink for free. Like yeah. my friends were always at work with yeah. me. Yeah. It was the And best. you get paid to you dance. Get paid, you get no, you know, I got a lot of modeling exposure from people that saw me in the clubs and they were like, oh, I, I do this. And so it's a lot of connections and things like that. But um, the lifestyle was crazy. Imagine there's a lot of drugs. There's drugs. You know, I didn't realize I had a drinking problem, so I stopped go-go dancing <laughs> and stopped working in a club and stopped drinking all the time. I was like, oh, my God, I literally dance six nights a week. And You dance six nights a week? Every wow. Every night I, I dance. I was lit. Like, so I, was like, I had a problem. I didn't know. And then what made you anymore. what made you stop? What made you go? Uh, I ain't about that life. What made you after? Um, so I did the reality show, the bad. Okay, girls so club. what was the reality? So the bad girls club, which I don't know if a lot of people will still remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I've had interactions with some of the bad girls. Oh really? And I forget who though, because I think it was like back in the MySpace days. Because that show, when yeah, did that show air? I mean, well, my season, I was the sixteenth season. Oh wow! Yeah, I had no. What 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 network was it on? Oxygen. Oxygen, okay. And um, I actually, you know, discovered the show because, like, my mom would have, like, her sisters over and they would, like, get their wine and snacks and watch it. And, ah. you know, me and my cousins are in the other room, like, trying to, like, watch it. Like, oh, these big, crazy bitches on TV. Like, we were yeah, into yeah. it. So, even though I wasn't supposed to, I've been watching Bad Girls Club. How did, and so how did you get into the Bad Girls Club? It's really funny because I went to a live audition in Tampa, Florida. I lived in Orlando, so I had to drive to Tampa about an hour, change away, whatever. And I went with my best friend, and I got a call back and everything. I was on Skype with them. Did she get a call back? She did not. Uh, but the fucking power went out because it was a hurricane. Dead in the middle of my callback. They were literally like, oh, so you go, go dance, go, go, go dance for us. And I would literally change. I was about to kill it. And boom, the power goes out. I was like, oh, my God. You're like, oh, God just told me he God doesn't want me to be on the show. Go, go dance. So then I didn't get that, whatever. They didn't call me back. They were like, bitch, we got too many people waiting. Um, but like two years later, they were doing a social media theme season. Like huh. social media personalities that are kind of known. And had, you, had your social media been as big as it is now? It was then? only like 40,000 at the time. That's it? Oh, that's bullshit. Right? I'm kidding. <laughs> I would kill for 30. Anyway. But, um, so that's what it was. And how'd you get the 40,000? Just from? Skits, modeling. I've always done sketch comedy. Like I've always So done on your own YouTube channel? YouTube, um, I, MySpace was out. I would do like MySpace, like kind of like podcasts, but like live on my MySpace. Yeah, so you create your own sketches. Yeah. And your own, okay, cool. I've always done stuff like that. You know, I was on Vine before Instagram. Oh, you're one of the Vine people too. Before the yeah, so yeah, and so so you were doing that, mm-hmm. and you uh, so how did you get into the how that happened finally? So, um, like I said, it was a social media based season, and they found me. 
they just found me on Instagram and they were like, do you want to be on the battle? So I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So it wasn't even an audition. It was just like they offered it to you. Yeah. There was like they, they were scouting, I guess, on Got Instagram it. and, you know, other things. Because like one of the girls was famous on an app called Musical.ly. Oh, I think I remember that very briefly. Yeah. So it's um, it wasn't just Instagram. It was like general social media from different types of YouTube singers. Yeah. Comics, whatever it was. Um, they found me and they offered it to me. So that's a very that would be a very different season of Bad Girls Club, I imagine. At that it was point, different. Uh, you know, they tried to do it uh, probably like four seasons with like a theme. Like they had like a sister one. Okay. The uh, West Coast versus East Coast social media, and then like best friends. I think. Yeah. Another one. So, I was just like shocked, and you know, at the time, I'm I'm old, like I'm thirty. <laughs> oh my God, so old! Uh. Can't believe it. <laughs> But when yeah. I did the show, I was 27, and like that's like that's an older cast member in that show. You know, that's I mean? so funny. Like I know ooh, you're 27, but like to the show, like bitch, you old. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, this old like, woman. There's girls on there like celebrating their 21st birthday. You Got know it. what I mean? So I was like, oh, I'm gonna be the old lady. I don't know if I want to do that. And then they told me, well, it's based on social media, so your social media is gonna be blown up in every episode. Yeah, you're gonna be so live just, tweeting the whole time. It. You just went for it. And then since it was based on social media, they really showcased my comedy which was like oh wow so yeah. wait you'd been doing but, but you had been doing Sam comedy at that point yeah um it's funny you know alex hooper i'm sure everybody knows alex hooper right uh i'm actually old so i don't know if i know who alex hooper <laughs> alex is Alex Hooper, he was on america's got talent and i don't know if you do the roast battles or if you've seen them but he's the one with the short like he has like a, like a lord Farquhar hair to you going okay on, and he's done a lot of roast battles but he was on america's got talent but before that, he came to the Bad Girls Club on my season oh. to show us how to like format a roast. And we had to do our first roast on the show. Oh, so you <laughs> roasted another girl in the house. Yeah, we roasted each other. Now, did you write the jokes on your own? Yeah. At this point, ha- had you been writing jokes at this point, though? I had not been doing stand-up. Um, I've always just kind of been a funny girl, like, naturally. Like, you know. You know. Yeah. People tell you all the time, you do stand-up. But I'm like, mm, I don't know. I just be talking sometimes and people laugh. But yeah. It was the first time that I had to, like, structure jokes based on somebody. Yeah. Did you do it by yourself? Or I did, did it by myself. Wow. Yeah. Did you yeah. win? Um, it wasn't, like, a contest, but I definitely think I had the best jokes. Like, Yeah. Oh, so they didn't judge. <laughs> and are you still friends with this girl, or were you, like, super mean? Oh, no. I'm actually friends with, like, more than half of the, the castmates. Um, one of the girls actually just, she's out here now trying to figure it out, you know, the L.A. dream. But she's out here now, so I'm really happy to see her. Yeah, so you, know, you you you're in that house for like two months and change. Two like months and you change. Build a bond with these girls. Now, you're with them. I'm so curious about that because I know that uh, I I've had a couple of people on the show uh, from on The Bachelor oh. on this podcast. Like I don't know if you know Leo Dottavio. My mom probably knows the um, so she loves it. But he show. was a contestant, and then he okay. did, like, the Temptation Island, whatever that bullshit oh, yeah. show was. I never, yeah, he threw a drink in a guy's face. <laughs> and uh, and he's a really nice guy. I've known him for a long time. Uh, and he told me that the producers, they're all, like, really smart, like, Harvard-educated people. And they just sit there, and they just kind of look at you like, hmm, what can we do to stir to stir these motherfuckers up like how can we and they would like whisper things in ears like hey this person and they would just and then back off and just they would cause fights did you feel that were you were you like what was your role in the house okay because i feel like the producers make a role for every person so pretty much i feel like when you know when i came in my introduction was like fun party girl like she's going to turn the house up because the girls their energy was low like they would complain about going out because they have to like spend money and i'm like bitch we're on tv like y'all just want to be on a couch or y'all want to do something like yeah what we have to spend money but they're giving us money so like you know make it work 
but I would definitely say like I was the party girl in the house for sure. Yeah, like, and which is a good, which is a pretty good. I think so. And you know, the Bad Girls Club is like very known for like the ratchetness, like girls of fighting, course. mattresses in the pool and stuff like that. And I didn't have like any conflict. Oh, really? The whole season? None. Like nobody said anything bad about me except that like I have this annoying laugh sometimes. But I owned up to that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I laugh like a fucking dolphin. Big deal. Like, yeah, whatever. yeah. Um, so I was just surprised that I didn't have to like take it there i was like honestly shocked because every season i seen you know sure you must have been worried like i'm gonna be I was like, put I into to, position like, fight girls i don't even know what they look what if one girl's like 300 pounds you know what i'm saying yeah because they pull hair and shit they in that show hair one of the girls in the house got into a fight she's like just bit her nails <laughs> off like a wood chuggler like nothing I'm like, I have to use like Metro cars to take my nails off. And you're just. Wait, she bit her nails off to fight, to fight someone. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to break my nails. So I'll just bite them off. Evenly. That's probably the scariest thing you could Pretty ever see before right? a fight. Yeah, Some starts like, let me start bite my nails off. <laughs> so there's a group of how many? How many were in the house again? Uh, well, the it starts at seven and then girls start leaving. You know, okay. Depending on how bad the fights get and things, they start sending girls home. And were you on for the whole season? I was I was the first replacement, so I came in like the second episode, and uh-huh. then I was on for the rest of the season. So rest I was season. on like 12 episodes. And by the end of it, is it is there like is it there a winner? I don't... There's not a winner, but um, it's like... I think all of the original cast got sent home except for one girl at the end, and they just, everybody else just did the replacing thing. Oh wow, yeah. that's crazy! So it's and what event. what is the sort of point of it at the end of? Do, do you feel like there was a message? Or is there a thing that the show? Because the show doesn't exist anymore, right? Well, they can't. They canceled it one more season after mine, season okay. seventeen, and now it's canceled right now. But rumor has it they're trying to sell it to another network. So I don't know if they're trying to do a reboot. Yeah. Also trying to get it on Netflix. I've been seeing like petitions all over Twitter and shit for Bad Girls Club to be on. Yeah. Netflix. Are the like, producers what? still in contact with you? Um, they contacted me for other reality show opportunities. Because they do a lot. Like, Bunham and Murray is the production company. Got it, yeah. So they do, you know, all this Everything, stuff. They yeah. do Real World, the Kardashians, the WWE Divas, um, all the MTV shows like X on the Beach, things like that. So they've reached out to me for a few things. And I'm just like, mm, I'm really focused on this comedy thing. You know, if I'm going to do something, I want it to be pertaining to comedy. Because yeah. I feel like going on another reality show where it's the same concept just oh just a bunch of drunk bitches in a house like yeah. wow big deal it's not elevating so you've had opportunities since then yeah. and you've been turning them down I just some of the shows were like about like dating like there's a show called X on the Beach I don't know X on the Beach show. oh yeah you're on a beach you're drinking and then like your ex comes out of the water yeah. like and Daniel Craig and James Bond like yeah. they're not the ones who gave the contact information <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. so I was like first of all I don't want to hang out with my ex on the beach like yeah. that's number one and number two like really we're acting surprised <laughs> yeah yeah so things like that Bridezilla I was like, I'm oh. not getting married. <laughs> Wait, they want you to Brazil even though you weren't getting married? They asked me. They were like, um, <sighs> I mean, you know, my boyfriend or whatever, like, I don't, like, post him on social media, but people know he exists. Like, yeah. stories and things, like, you know, so. Yeah. Maybe they saw that and they were like, maybe she's getting married. <laughs> That's so funny. So when you were when you doing Bad Girls Club, did your, your social media blew up then? Yeah. It, it went from 40,000 to hundreds or hundred and well, something. I mean, now I'm at like two fifty thousand. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand. Which to me Instagram. is is insane. But it's a good amount. And yeah. you know, I try. You know, so many people they have millions of followers. Oh my god, that person has four million. You only have this. But I'm like, but I have like real followers. You have yeah yeah. You have engagement <laughs> like too. Not to be like that guy, but like you cannot be shocked at social media because you don't know. There's softwares for everything. Yeah. Like there's apps, softwares. Like you don't know what's real. So 
social media to me is just a fabricated lifestyle that people are fascinated by. And yeah, for like, sure. I use it to like share my comedy. Like that's that's why I like social media. Yeah, I was talking when I was talking to Trisha Paytas about it. Uh, I was asking about the haters because oh, the the deeper you get into social media, and and I think because I started social media back in the MySpace days where everyone could just. Be top the eight. worst vert in the top eight. Be mad at you if you weren't on your top eight. <laughs> Come on, man! What the fuck? I thought we were friends. We've been friends since we were in kindergarten, bro. I'm not on your top eight. You would bribe people who are like famous to be in their top eight, but um, <laughs> I, I but there was so much vitriol in MySpace in a way that I, I don't think has ever been reproduced. Maybe maybe in YouTube and Reddit and stuff, but uh, and it took me and, and because I was so lambasted during MySpace days, I I kind of developed a thick skin. I was asking Trisha Paytas about her her YouTube haters, and there are a lot of them. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, I don't care." And then, of course, when I posted the 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 video of the interview on YouTube, everyone's like, "You kidding me? That bitch cares so much about what people say about her." You, you know, everyone was heckling her from my YouTube account. Oh my so, how do you deal with that? Is it something that you felt like you've had to deal with? Are there people that? personally attack you does it roll off your back yeah you know when when i was modeling and stuff like i dealt with so much bullying i don't know why but like girls hated me i've had girls, what type, how would that look what would the bullying so, be so like example i do a nice photo shoot or whatever and you know me i've always been a hustler so like all the publications i've gotten in i did it with no management just reaching out to them whatever so i would go on twitter and like post my modeling photos and like Hey, Maxim and Espanol, check out my newest photo shoot. Like, you know, like self-marketing. Like it's going great. Hard. And these girls would take my pictures and like Photoshop them to make me look fat, <laughs> hairy armpits, and then like tag the same magazine like, oh, don't trust Photoshop. Photoshop's the devil. I'm like, are you bitches insane? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like you did this for a really Yeah, they're long trying time. to hurt your career actively. Right. That's crazy. So at that point, I was like, bitch, pull up. Like I was like literally like on Twitter, like, come on, bitch, come fight <laughs> me then. Like ratchet, <laughs> like so ratchet, like waiting for her outside, like in the back of a club to like, like fight her with my friends type thing. Like, oh, yeah. you had those moments where you were oh, literally yeah. like. No, like literally like, bitch. You ain't, you're not because you're, you're messing with my not only are you messing with you know my goals and aspirations of trying to make me look bad but you're messing with my money yeah of course you know what i mean like yes, you do things you, you whatever you get paid yeah so i was like did no, you ever have an actual physical confrontation <laughs> yes a few <laughs> Whoa. It's so funny too because of, you know on the bad girls club it's like oh but you ain't find a bad girls club and I'm like because I didn't have to <laughs> I'm not that type like there are girls that go on the show and because of the connotation and the title bad girls club they feel like they have they're to like bitch who drank my juice yeah somebody left the shower curtain open like what like just pettiness you know so for me I'm like I'll fight if I have to did you grow up in a, in a sort of what what was I know you're Orlando and everyone so many people who don't know Orlando in America like oh. Disney World. Disney World, yeah. Until they meet Eastside Mickey, and he gives you a name. And then you go to Orlando, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> this shit is pretty, pretty tough. So it's funny because I, I was born in Orlando, right, and I lived out there for a while, but I grew up in New York. Like New York, where? Like the Bronx, East Tremont, and Scarsdale. So it's like mm, Bronx, Scarsdale. Yeah, it's a combination of right. like badass and like yuppie. Right, because I have like my mom's Puerto Rican side. Mm -hmm. My dad's the cool, calm, reserved Guatemalan guy, but he was a cop. So he's okay. very like, I don't take shit. You call me if you need anything. And were you a good girl? Were I, you a good I mean, girl? I, at no. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I wasn't honestly. And then I had a, my stepfather's Italian. 
Okay. So it was like the Osbournes, you know, go to Puerto Rico in my house. Like that's literally like, oh, what the fuck? Like, and so your stepfather's like Italian, like New York Italian. No, like, like he's really like, what the fuck are we talking about? Bad Girls Club. What's that? I don't oh, know. that's you great. Think you're bad now. Huh? <laughs> like, I'm like, relax. It's a television show. So I've always had like, I guess that like sassiness, you know? Yeah. Even, like he tells me like, you, you talk at me sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, I don't mean to. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how I was raised. Like, my mom would be like, what do you want for dinner? My stuff, are you going to eat the meatballs this time or what? Like, yeah. like relax, I'm seven. Like, it's yeah, there are, lot, there are a lot of houses that, that you, you know, you find out how they grew up. Their dinner table was just, like, people arguing and fighting. I mean, it's part of the reason why, for a long time, like, Jewish comics were yeah. so, like, they developed their sense of humor at the dinner table. My dinner table was, like, you know poor like semi-white trash like watching a black and white television just With, like, like the pull out little tray tables oh yeah just like no I one talks no one said anything <laughs> stuff for dinners my, my room watching movies <laughs> yeah 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 okay so you you, di- you did that and you were in orlando and you went to new york and then you did the modeling and you were hustling this whole time your social media is blowing up and then some at some point stamp comedy starts happening for you when did that start coming so to play so after the reality show like i said comedy has just been my heart like i just uh, since I was a kid, like, I would do impressions at the table, like, little girl. Like, it was just always, like, my passion. So you do impressions? I do some. Who, who, who are your good <laughs> impressions? I, I mean, I see you do white girl. I can the, see that one. The white girl. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I do, you know, I, I dabble. Like, I've done cartoons. I do Nicki Minaj. I do Cardi B. I like to do a lot of singers. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen my skits where, like, I do the Snapchat face swap. Yeah. And I, like, try to sing like them. So, so you can actually that. sing, too. No, I don't think I'm a singer. People be like, you can sing, but I'm like, mm, it's just for fun. It's just for fun, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. But um, so I just knew I wanted to make people laugh, and I knew I wanted to do it on a bigger platform. And I was like, I really think I'd be a good comedic actress in like sitcoms, but everyone I've ever seen that's doing it big in sitcoms said they did stand up at one point. Yeah. So I was like, mm, I think I'm going to try stand up. And then Lisa Sundes, uh-huh. a pretty funny woman, yeah. reached out to me like, I would love to sponsor you for social media promotion. Will you take my comedy class? I was like, oh, my God, a free comedy class right when I'm thinking of doing stand up. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. It's a sign. That's insane. So I started taking her classes and the homework and was. Where was her class at? Um, she has like a studio. Uh-huh. Studio, I guess, in the back of her house, but it's like okay. a whole classroom. It's really cool. It has a stage and everything. Microphone. Very cool. Really cool. Um, somewhere here in Los Angeles, I don't, you know, Los Angeles is huge. <laughs> yeah. But um, and our our homework was like you got to do as many open mics as you can, and it was like a rush. Like I just I fell in love with it. And do I you remember your stopped. first set? Um, I think at the time there was like a hurricane, and I was talking about my friend Carlos. Yeah, I was like, oh. What was the name of that hurricane? I can't remember. Let's just say it. Hurricane Irma. Hurricane Irma just hit. And my friend Carlos was me like, oh, my God. And I was like, what is it? He's like, Postmates is no delivering. And I'm like, I wonder why. Like, <laughs> and then another one. Oh, my God. I did this joke. It, it bombed. It bombed so bad. But I loved it. I'm going to tell you my bomb joke. I love bomb jo- I mean, I, want, I definitely want to hear your bomb story because everyone has a, a bomb story that it usually changes their life or changes their career in comedy and how they approach comedy. Yeah, I kind of, I guess I kind of have a bomb story. But anyway, so what was your bomb joke so that you love? My bomb joke was like, <clears throat> and I said it just like this: Why do they call tomatoes fruits? <laughs> because they like to fuck other fruits. <laughs> Sometimes they fuck vegetables, but they just lie there, and I loved it. <laughs> and then it was like literally silence. This was at the dime, no less. It was silence, <laughs> and then a gay guy goes, "Wow." <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> By the way, so people don't, so the dime, is, was this Adam Hunter's show? Yes. 
Adam Hunter is a good friend of mine, but he has a show uh, at a bar on Fairfax. Uh, the bar is called The Dime. And I've done that show before. He always asks me that show. I'm always like, yeah, man. And I never show up. Oh, no. I, I've done it a couple of times, but I, I I went up there and I had this I had this moment where I was very anti, like, I was just so mad at like every white woman and what they <laughs> what they were doing to the world. Oh, and I look out there and it's like four white female comics with notepads like looking at me. I was like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I hate all of you. I was like, I can hear your eyes rolling. Um, but so that's a tough room, by it's the way. A tough room. So uh, that wasn't where you did your first set, though, no. No, my first set, uh, it was somewhere, because I live in Upland. Which is about, what, an hour away? About an hour. It's near, more near, like, Riverside yeah, area. Yeah, okay. So, but um, it was, I want to say it was the PBA, PBA bar in Pomona. That's exactly what it was. It was my first show. In Pomona, Florida? No, Pomona, uh, California. I'm an idiot. What the fuck? Pomona, I'm looking Florida. at your boyfriend like I'm a like, dumb dumb. Do they have a Pomona, Florida? <laughs> I don't know. Pono- it sounds like something should be in Florida. Okay, right. Pomona's in LA. Okay, Pomona, so. yeah. So it was there, and um, I got laughs. I got like a good amount of laughs. My and first your first set. set. It was like was a like, three-minute oh set. Oh, my God. This is like amazing. Yeah. I, just, I fell in love with it, and I, I haven't stopped since. You haven't stopped. Was there a moment, because I've talked to a few, like one, I talked to John Henson, and John Henson I don't know if you know who John Hansen is, but he's the announcer on Wipeout. He was on Talk Soup. Okay. Um, uh, older, kind of older white guy, very funny. But I wanted to get to the like, nitty gritty of how he came up in comedy. And he just told a story about never failing. Like he never bombed. <laughs> he, every show he did became a fucking hit show. And I was like, motherfucker, have you ever failed your <laughs> life? Like God mine. damn it. <laughs> so I was like, I haven't really bombed, but... Yeah, have you, do, do you have any stories where you I were think on stage? The, the tomato joke bomb, but that set was good. It was the just set that was good. joke like, mm, we don't like that one. But yeah. The set wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I did, what's his name? Eddie something. He had me do a show. Eddie Pence? <sighs> I, I uh. cannot remember. But some guy named Eddie, funny black guy, it was more of an urban crowd, but it was like old black people. So like I felt like I was performing in the Apollo. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. Those are tough crowds. And I thought I was doing great, and this old drunk man just wanted to be like, "Boo!" Oh, you got the boo. And then he got the whole the whole room against me, and, and there were like, like a couple people in the front, like, "We can't even hear her." Like he was just wasn't giving me a chance. Yeah, is what it was. And did I, you stick stay in the pocket, or did you leave the show, or did, what'd you no, do? I told him, "You're mad, sir. You want to come up here and tell jokes? Well, you can't." <laughs> yeah. And then you know I tried to get through it, but it was so rowdy that I just I got through my last little joke, and I, I was like, "Fuck it." Yeah, it happens, but it didn't. I don't know. It I didn't affect you. Like, oh my god, I'm horrible. I'm gonna quit. And I was just like, fuck that guy. <laughs> well, you have a really good spirit because I know a lot of. Co- I mean, for me, I know that. I feel like every year I feel like I'm getting a lot better, and then every year I'll have a show where I just eat a dick. Where it's just like I'm like, whoa, I guess I'm not funny, and then I don't have to like <laughs> rediscover the joy. I guess so. I don't know. So for you, it seems like you have a very positive attitude about yeah. it. It seems like you have a lot of fun. It's it's honest like I can't explain it, but whether it's stand up comedy, my sketches, just having conversations, it's like making people laugh like brings me the best feeling. Yeah. Like there's nothing that like I'm talking about weed. Like if I ever tried meth, like <laughs> that wouldn't help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comedy, I love it. So yeah. I think that's just where like this determination comes. Like mm, Got okay, it. everybody gonna have bad days. Like you don't have a bad days if you work at Wendy's. Like Of course. Every job has its shitty days. Of course. And so uh you've been doing it for how long now? Stand up? A little over a year and a half. Little, yeah. So you're you're a newbie, I'm and a everything's newbie. been going great. I can't Word. wait for you to do chocolate Sundays. Oh my god! So I reached out to them like as soon as I like, whatever because 
I just wanted to see. I have this uh, incredible belief in myself. Like I have no fear. I'm thinking about. That's great. I'm thinking about trying out for America's Got Talent. Why not? Yeah. Like, but um, I reached out to Chocolate Sundays, and they're like, "Congratulations, you're booked for April nineteenth, twenty twenty." I know. I know. Twenty twenty. Is this a joke? And they're like, no, we're serious. I know. So I guess they really want these comedians. Like, all right, we're going to give you a shot, but you're going to have to step it up. <laughs> you got a lot of time to get your set right. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's true. It, 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 yeah, I, we could talk more about that. But anyway, uh, yeah, Chuck's, it's very, because they always like, yeah, man, a year in advance. And then they'll call me like the day of, hey, can you do the show tonight? That's usually every, every time I get booked, it's like the day yeah. of. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Um, so a year, a year and a half, you were at the HaHa ha tonight, right? Yes. And how'd that go? It was really good. I did a fresh set. I wanted to start. So brand new. How much? How many minutes? Uh, about ten. About ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. And um, it's brand new material. Ten minutes. Brand new material. I have like my you know my my opener and my go to joke, but everything uh-huh. else was brand new. So I'd say about seven minutes of that set was new stuff. Seven minutes, new stuff, a year and a half, and it killed. Yeah. I think it, it I think did. I might hate you, Stephanie. Boyfriend, <laughs> you were there, right? You were there, and it did well. Ah, <laughs> goddamn it. So what are you working on? What what is the gist of your material right now? Do you have a like? Do you have a a point of view where you're like, I want to express something, or right now you're like, I just want to get laughs? No, I, it's, it really depends. Some days I'll talk about, like, a personal experience, like, oh, I went to the store the other day, I can't believe this bitch, like, you know, and then sometimes it'll be political, whatever's popping in the news, media, things like that. Um, tonight's set was about, like, New Year's, uh-huh. and, like, how it was, like, rough. <laughs> it's a rough New Year for me, and um, all the things that I don't want to repeat that I did last year. That was kind of my outlook tonight, like. Yeah. So. so you don't like repeating your material, really? I try not to because, you know, with social media and stuff, I, I know a lot of comedians don't post their things because they, like, use the same jokes and they don't want people to see, you know, that joke. Like, this is part of my set, like, my official set. So sometimes I'll try things just so I have, like, look at me doing stand-up. Yeah. And I have stuff to send people without just being repetitive, if yeah. that makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense, yeah. And you said you, you do political humor because I've talked to a lot of comics about the nature of... <laughs> Like um, political humor, but like things that are going on in the news and the world. Like I'm not like, oh, I'm a Democrat. And I'm like, man, Trump's still trying to build this wall. Like government shut down. Like my mom was stripping at the strip club because the government shut down. Like you know, that's <laughs> a joke. But that's like, that's the the kind of yeah. I don't get into the specifics because I don't know them. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Of course, as comics, we're all like, oh, we know, but we don't know what the fuck yeah, is going shit. on. We just know uh, something about wall. <laughs> because I was talking to Ida about this, Ida Rodriguez, and we were talking about. She does a lot of red states. She performs in a lot of red states. I actually perform, and I've been finding that I actually almost do better. I was in Yakima, Washington recently, and there was an auction before my set, and the auction was, they were auctioning off loads of gravel. (laughs) So this is, this you know, it's the Stetson hats and plaid shirts and the folded arms, and I went on stage, and and I I am liberal in my heart. I'm very liberal, and I don't want to sell out my beliefs to, uh, to appease you know, right. Trump supporters, but at the same time, I also feel like I don't want to go after Trump, and yeah. I don't want to say anything that I think would be divisive. So, uh, it, it's it's been a really interesting time for comedy. A lot of comics say, "Oh, it's the worst time for comedy," <laughs> but I think it's kind of a great time for comedy because there's so much weirdness about it, and I feel like people are open to hearing jokes about it. Have you felt any pushback as as a as a Lat- are you you're you're Puerto Rican and Guatemala. Guatemalan, okay, mm-hmm. but in in, in California, like, no. in California, you're I'm Mexican, Mexican right. obviously, yeah. 
Yeah, no, literally I am Mexican because I haven't met any other Puerto Ricans since I've been out here. So <laughs> I know it's crazy because in New York, it's so many Puerto Ricans. Oh, so many come, Puerto and Ricans, you, Dominicans, all kinds of Latinos in New York. And you fly across, once you cross the Rockies, you become Mexican somehow. So do you feel, do you, do you feel that, because um, this is a very, for, for Latin people right now, this yeah. is a very crazy and interesting time. Do you feel an obligation to talk about that? Is it something that is in your I set? Just, you know, people, like, kind of like you were saying, other comics feel like, oh, it's a harder time. I understand where they're coming from because of the sensitiveness. Like, yeah. there's so much, like, bitch-assness going on in the last few years. Like, people are just sensitive to everything. Even the thing with Kevin Hart and the Oscars. Yes. You know what I mean? It's things like that. So it's like, I'll talk about things to a certain extent. You know yes. what I mean? Like, like today, I was like, oh, here's my impression. What am I? And I was like, the wall. And I just stood there. <laughs> like, they loved it. And that was my wall joke. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, you're not you're not really saying anything about it. Yeah, other I'm, not, than, yeah. I'm not going in on it. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, so what else What else is going on for you in terms of, I know you're, you're still making these sketches, right? Oh, yeah. I try, I've been trying to do one once a day, but it's really Once hard. a day? Yeah. You know. And this is on your Instagram or on your YouTube? Instagram. Well, I put them on YouTube, too. Yeah. Sometimes I can't because, you know, the whole music credit thing. They're like, oh, we took the stand because you don't have the rights to the song. Oh, that's like, right. When did that happen? This music video is on YouTube. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I don't have the rights to this, but it's all over the internet. Well, yeah, when did that happen? Because I used to feel like people used to take music all the time on YouTube, and recently it's been changed so that... Within the last, like, year, I've... Oh, wow. Most of my skits that have, like, real music have been taken down. Oh, wow. So I try to use, like, royalty-free stuff now. <laughs> Which is, like, shitty part. music. Right, for the most part. But so what if you're doing an impersonation of Nicki Minaj? You can't use I'll their music? I'll try to put it on YouTube, and then if they take it down, they take it down. Yeah, exactly. But usually the impressions, they don't, because I'll get the instrumental, and then it's my voice. Yeah. So with that, it's usually pretty good. But if I were to use, like, Nicki Minaj's song in a skit, then I wouldn't be able to. But That's interesting. But because I'm just using a beat and talking like her or whatever. Yeah, like. exactly. But then if you have people like Weird Al Yankovic and people who do parody songs, yeah, aren't... I do parody songs. They don't get taken down. That's bizarre to me. So if you do... If, if it's somehow a quote-unquote parody, you can use someone's song. I think, you know... Maybe not the same instrumental. I usually look for like the karaoke version when I do my videos, yeah. just to avoid that. Um, but I think as long as it's not the actual singer on it, it's okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, one thing I also want to talk to you about in in terms of like Me Too and stuff. I know that one female comic said that after Me Too, one of the biggest differences is that female comics have kind of banded together more, mm-hmm. and it used to be a lot more catty. The oh. world of female comedy used to be a lot more, ca- and obviously, a year and a half, you've been, like, you kind of started during the <laughs> Me Too movement, obviously, okay. but um, and that they wouldn't really kind of come together and hang out and talk and work together, and they they say since then that's changed. There's a lot more inclusiveness. Uh, do you feel like you've been embraced by the the world of of Sam comedy by other female comics? Do you feel it's more catty, or um, what do you feel? I, you know, the female comedians that I've had, I have performed with, and things like that. They're pretty cool. Sometimes I'll be like, you guys want to get in my skits? And, you know, then they'll be like, okay. And then it'll hit me back on that. But, like, <laughs> when it comes to, like, being in my face, everyone's pretty cool. So I haven't had any issues, I would say. Um, I've been doing a lot of shows with, um, what is her name? Lorraine Lopez. I don't know if you've interviewed I don't her. Know but I've done a bunch of shows with her. And she's, like, really, like, she's really nice. Like, yeah. She's honestly one of the nicest comics I've met. Like, she'll try to talk to me. Like, so hi. That's very cool. It's always nice to have, like, a mentor. Just I know someone, that. yeah. I know oh, for Jasmine Lay. Do you know Jasmine Lay? I don't know her either. Oh, man. Okay. She's another one. She's cool. We we actually did a, a 
Dog Whisperer parody skit together. That's great. So. Are, do you have a relationship with Angela Johnson? Because she was one of the first sort of breakout Latin you, stars. I, I don't know her. I've not had the pleasure of meeting her, doing a show with her yet. But I love Angela Johnson since Mad TV. Bon quiqui. Okay, don't be rude. Like, yeah, yeah. I love me some Angela Johnson. Have you ever tried to reach out to her or try to like work with her? I haven't, but I think I should. Let's do it. Yeah, I just inspired you right now. Because she was also a dancer as well, I believe. Was she? I think no, so. I Maybe I just made that up. But let's just say for the maybe, sake of argument. Maybe you saw her on Matt TV dancing and thought it was like real life. <laughs> no, I thought she was like, am I stupid? I thought she was like an NBA dancer oh, or something. Oh, I think she was. And now I sound like a super creep no, that no, I might no, know that. I think I know what you're talking about. Like way before though. Like way before comedy. Yeah. I think so. I gotta look that up, but I should reach out to her. Why not? So this, so this, so right now you're in a in a world where you're hustling a lot. You're doing the YouTube, the Instagram. You have a huge. I mean, that's every every day of your life. You got to keep maintaining that. I imagine. And that's the thing about it. Like that's why I say I'm trying to do daily skits because yeah. if I take a week off of Instagram, I'll lose followers. I'll lose. That's crazy. And then that affects you know income. Because yeah. when you're an influencer, a lot of companies pay you to advertise and things like that. Like yeah, I want to talk to you about that as well because yeah. I did notice like sometimes your Instagram will be like, "Here's this bottle of water." Here's you've you've been doing this product for like fat loss something so gum. Many, I do so many. There's a shake that I take. It's a protein. Yeah, I think I actually said, "Hey, what's up with that shake?" Because I have this belly that I can't shed. Yeah, no, honestly, they have teas like like detox teas and stuff. So I don't. And they approach you, these people. In. Yeah, these people approach you and say, hey. People pr- approach me or I'll reach out to them like, this is my engagement. This is my prices. Do you guys want advertising? Because social media is like, it's like the new billboards. It's like the new radio commercials. Yeah. And where where are you most active right now? Is it YouTube? Is it Instagram? Definitely Instagram. Definitely Instagram, Instagram. is the, the hub. <laughs> Have you thought about uh, uh, talking to Trisha and we talked about people like Ice Poseidon and the whole live streaming world, which to oh, me is crazy. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people say, hey, if you really want to blow up now, just film yourself all day, just doing anything, going to the store, on the toilet, whatever it is. People and like um, vlogging, where you just like record your daily yeah. like, vlog. Of Does that interest you, you? Is that something that kind of... Um, it's weird to me because it's like social media is already so much to do. You know, yeah. I got to post. I got to do my story. I got to do Facebook and Facebook story and Snapchat and Twitter and this and uh, whatever. So going live is like, really? This too? Like, yeah, this too. <laughs> nothing sacred. And then you have a boyfriend who then he has to be a part of the live world. Sometimes. He's, you know, he, he does his own thing. Like, like I said, they know of him, but he's not like involved. <laughs> Which is probably the best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And also there is this thing I think that exists for particularly women where you want to give this slight illusion that you're attainable to people, that you're kind of your own independent person so that uh, is that right? Do you feel that? Do you f- have, have people? I've actually had people tell female comics, "Listen, right now, yeah, I know your boyfriend. boyfriend. Don't say you have a boyfriend. Yeah, you, we got to appeal to the creeps." Like I've had management in the past, like be like, you know, don't mention your boyfriend. You're not allowed to have a boyfriend with this. And I'm like, so when you go to your bank job at SunTrust, yeah, is your manager like you can't have a boyfriend this week? Yeah. No. <laughs> so why does it matter? To yeah. me, it's dumb and. I just, I keep it private because the Bad Girls Club has, like, <laughs> a very malicious cult following. I'm so sure. Like people who like me, like me. You know yeah. I mean? But then the people who like other girls might not like me because they're team whoever. Yeah. And, like, it's just, you just try to keep certain things and parts of your life out of, to avoid the drama from 
strangers strangers will inbox you like your boyfriend cheating on you look at this like you know like they'll start shit just because yeah so to avoid all that i'm like i have a boyfriend y'all know who he is you're not gonna know his instagram (laughs) yeah but he's there it probably doesn't (laughs) stop guys from sliding into your dms i love that expression slide it's so funny when like i bring him to shows and like god and i say this is my boyfriend so and so and then later they're like trying to like talk to me and i'm like did did you not did you not Oh, you were serious about that when oh, you said your boyfriend? Your manager? <laughs> like, that's like, no. Yeah, that so. that's the word. So, uh, at your, so you're 30, which is young. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. It's not whatever. It's super young. It's actually I I've I've I found that a lot of the people who sort of blow up in Hollywood, it's right around the Jesus year. It's right around 33. Oh, okay. I think that's, that's like when Whitney Jesus Cummings year. really blew up. <laughs> it's like Crystalia. I think uh, a lot of people kind of like that's when things kind of. They're still young, yeah. but they have experience and they can relate to a broader audience. So um, you're kind of coming at that point. Do you feel, are you at the place where you've you've you have your pilot ready to go? You've written your story <laughs> and you've been pitching. Are you are you doing that yet? Or are you still? I don't. I don't have a pilot. I don't. I really don't. Um, I just think I would be a good comedic actress for skill. Like if Saturday Night Live called me tomorrow, I I know I would be like, okay, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this part. I'm gonna go audition and I'm gonna Well get that's something you can hustle for. Have you tried to audition for SNL? I have not seen the recent auditions. Um I don't know like, you know, how often they do that or like where I would go to see that. But um Well I know that you could also make a this is what I've heard. You make a vi- anyone listening who wants to get an SNL, you make a video and it's three three impersonations. Yeah. And I think they're like you know, a couple of minutes each or whatever it is. And you send that to Broadway video. Hmm. And if you have the right person at Broadway video, you send in there. <laughs> uh, and look, there aren't a lot of women who do impersonations in I'm comedy. Not, like, look, I was watching Saturday Night Live yesterday. And, like, I don't want to talk shit, but I'm like. I felt like I could have done that impersonation better. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I think that's that's what as as artists and as comics, yeah. as actors, that's what keeps you going is the fact that, no, motherfucker, I can do this better. I think I can. And, um, yeah, Saturday Night Live, I definitely think, would be amazing, you know, sketch comedy, comedic series. It's just, that's my, even when I do skits, Uh like, I don't, I'm sure you've seen it on the social media, but a lot of these, like, comedians that want to do sketch comedy, they'll get girls to do, like, the sluttiest, unfunny thing. Like, oh, pretend you're sucking my dick, and then (laughs) twerk. Like, how is this funny? (laughs) How does this portray me as a comedian? Fuck out of here. Yeah. So, like, for me, I'm like, I want to do comedy. Like, I want to be, like black tea playing a crackhead on or something yeah 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 the latina grandma or something like that's my passion yeah i don't want to be like the j-lo like oh oh no i'm pretty i'm dramatic like i want to be like what is she wearing that bitch is crazy yeah (laughs) that's great i think it's funny that you 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 haven't you haven't had people approach you like hey we want to make a story around you right right they wanted because when i first came out and i was at the laugh factory and jamie kind of took me under his wing and was giving me spots I was an idiot because everyone said, "Look, write, have have a pitch, have write a treatment, have a pitch, wherever the fuck it is." And I was like, "Sure, I'll." And then people would approach, like I got approached by some people at Ryan Seacrest Company, like, "You got something to pitch?" And I was like, "No, but I'll meet you guys." They're like, "We don't want to meet you if you don't have anything to offer, motherfucker." Oh man! And then the one time I did, I pitched. This is how old I am. I pitched for AOL. You remember it? Like <laughs> remember AOL? Aim? Like, this is like my first couple of years. And this is my pitch. I said, uh, I was at the Laugh Factory. And I wasn't bombing, but I think the owner of the club was like, buddy, buddy, you know, you, you're too stiff. You got to be better. You do. You, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you got to do 
so I did a Russian accent on stage one night. <laughs> and it didn't go, it didn't bomb, but it didn't go. And Jamie's like, buddy, the only way you get on stage is if you do the Russian accent. So for a month, like five weeks, I had to go on stage at Laugh Factory. As a Russian, my name was Grigory, and I would just talk like I'm from uh, Moldova, which is white trash of Russia. People say, people from Moscow say, ha Grigory, you are white trash, you probably sleep with sister. I say, fuck you, we're in love. <laughs> so, uh, and I would just do this whole thing, and at one point, AOL approached me, because I'd been doing comedy for like two years at this point, and they said, uh, what's your pitch? I said, okay, here's the idea. I'm, a, I'm from Russia, I'm in the country illegally, I'm doing stand-up. After the show, we get real people who don't know I'm fake, and we go out at night, and I pretend like I'm this lonely Russian, and then like my wife comes and attacks me with a fucking, whatever Russian, with a chicken, I don't know, and, uh, and, and INS comes in, and, te- and I want to do this kind of you know, reality, but I was the one person who was in on the joke, and they were like, that would never work, sorry. And then two years later, Borat came out. Anyway, um, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> That would have worked. Wow. Um, but so so it seems like as you're working more and more in, in uh, Hollywood and, and Ha and stuff like that, those opportunities don't come up. Have you thought about that? I just, I would just be like excited. I don't, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm like, all right, what do I have to do today? But you're right. I really should think of some kind of a pilot because I have characters for days, sketches for days, like. You've seen my maybe you want to do a variety show. I mean, maybe that's yeah, something like that. My own SNL. Who was the, who was the girl super talented? I auditioned for it, didn't get it, and she very sadly killed herself. She was wasn't she? Uh, no. I think she had a show for VH1. I'm, I wish I could remember her name. I feel like an asshole bringing it up. Um, but you haven't ever written the treatment and been like, I'm going to do this. Right now, you're just in the fun of it. I'm in. You know, I'm just creating the content right now. Okay? Yeah, creating the content and really working on, on stand up. Yeah, you you know. And how often do you get up? On the stage? Yeah, as stand up. At least at least once a week, I do like real show. Yeah. Yeah. And you drive from Upland to Ha. I come out here. Sometimes I go to Victorville. Sometimes I go to uh, what the hell is it called? Bakersfield. I've done. When I went to Orlando to visit my family, it was really funny because I was like, I want to perform at the Improv when I go visit. Yeah. And I reached out to them on social media. I messaged them like, here's some clips, and they were like, oh, you got to go through a show broker. Pretty much like, fuck you, good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then um, I just did like a social media campaign, and I had kept sharing it every day, like swipe up and just fill out the form and tell them you want to see me live. And then they booked me. That's great. And it sold out. Wow. I couldn't believe it. It's Orlando Improv. The Orlando Improv. There's yeah. only like two comedy clubs in Orlando. And that was a whole weekend. It, no, I was one show. It was oh, one off. Okay. Yeah, it was, um, oh, no, it was your mom's birthday. I thought it was Mother's Day. It was yeah, yeah. mom's birthday. And how long did you have to do? So was this your first headlining gig? Uh, this was one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was. I mean, because going from 10 minutes and then even 20 minutes yeah. to up to an hour is a big. It wasn't an hour. No, it wasn't. Like no. 45 minutes maybe? Mine, mine was like 20 minutes. Oh, I okay. I wasn't the only comedian. But they put me on last minute, and you know, it was I couldn't. We like when I tell you, like it sold out. It sold out like the dinner packages. Like there was nowhere oh, wow. for me to sit to watch the show. That's crazy. I mean, this must have been a, an interesting moment to realize how much engagement you had too, and that crazy people would show up because like it was a clean show on top of that. 
Oh, wow. And the comedian was like, just act like your grandma's in the audience. And like, <laughs> she was. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my whole family came to support. So oh, that wow. was insane. And you were able to do a clean 20 minutes. Yes. And it was so nice because my grandma had never been to a stand-up oh, show. Oh, wow. So her first show was her grandbaby. And she's like, that's my baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's really incredible. So, a lot of comics can't do 10 minutes of clean material, much less 20. So that's really impressive if you're able to do that took, a year in. It took a lot of discipline. Because I'll be like, I told that girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So it's a lot of discipline. It's just, it's like, a, like teaching a dog a trick. It's repetition. Yeah. Re- repetition. A lot of people, you know, they're like, how do you like get ready for stand up? Do you just say it out loud? And what works for me is writing the jokes and just seeing that set over and over. I have one notebook that's like the same set in it 20 times. Oh, wow. That's just how I you just keep writing it over and over. And then I'll I'll do a little like performance thing, you know, a few days before the show and keep doing that. But what helps me is writing it. Yeah. And you said that you have headlined. Have you what's the longest set you've done so far? In Bakersfield, I had to do a half hour. Okay. At the Fox Theater. Yeah. And that was a really like crazy moment because it was. And this is like a theater, so this is how. The Fox Theater is fifteen hundred people. Jesus, and was it full? No, there was only like five hundred that came, but that was still like, oh my god, a lot of people. And what was his name? Kevin something. Funny Kevin, Kevin, I forgot his name. And you were a feature on the show, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It was. It wasn't like a traditional comedy show. It was like. What's the word? Like a. There was like some people on the stage that were talking about things like life topics. Yeah. And they had like a panelist, like a panelist. And in between the panels, they had comedians. It was yeah. really strange. It was different, but it was a good show. And I yeah. was just like, oh my God. Like they had like my picture on the freaking side of the theater, huge. I was like, this is insane right now. Like, yeah. I, you know, amazing. one thing I wanted to talk to you about is I, I, a lot of comics have come on this uh, podcast who are like old road dogs and they've been road doing dogs. it for, for a long time. And, and I don't want to. And they're great comics, by the way. Mm-hmm. And some of them have a lot of anger and bitterness towards the new generation of Instagram celebrities yeah. and whatever, Snapchat celebrities or Vine celebrities, who all of a sudden have found this access to headline big clubs and have big rooms. And they go, well, that's cheating. Now, I completely disagree with that idea because at the end of the day, you have to deliver. It doesn't really matter how you get there. I mean, you know how many actors are are sons and daughters of famous celebrities and they get a shot at Hollywood and they suck and you never hear from them again? So um, have you ever come up against any resistance that way or felt that anyone's ever said like, oh, you Instagram, social media bitch, what are you doing? Stepping into the (laughs) stage, taking my spot. Um I've had, you know, I've had the whole adversity thing with, like, as far as my look. Like, I don't know why, but, like, they see, like, a cute Spanish girl, and they're like, she ain't gonna be funny. She cute. And then, like, I kill it, and they be, like, mad. They're mad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So would you, I I interviewed this, I don't know if you know Vanessa Johnston, but I interviewed her, and she's a very, very pretty girl, and she, uh, she told me stories about open mics where she'd get on stage and like these hipsters with the beards and glasses and flannel be like, we don't want pretty bitches like you coming up on our stage. Like they were really territorial and really shitty to her. I mean, she has a, a maybe a different energy than you that's a little bit more aggressive and like, fuck Same. you. But um, uh, you haven't come across that at all. That's not been your no, world. Like I said, it's just always the like, oh, she's not going to be funny because she's cute thing. Like people underestimate me because of my look I don't know and I'm just like I'm alright like I don't know what y'all see but <laughs> <laughs> and that okay. probably helps helps fuel you too because it gives you like you know I've even like you know I've even like when I started comedy I would get really dolled up look cute dresses sometimes makeup hair curl now I'm like 
I'm just I'm focused on the ru- the jokes because it's distracting. Yeah, I've seen the difference. It's yeah. crazy, but like it. Yeah, and how has your comedy changed since you first started and now a year and a half in? Has um, it? Do you feel? Because it's another vo- question of people finding their voice. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone's like, "Look, you're not going to find your voice for five years. It's going to take you 45 years to find your voice." And I was talking to Ida Rodriguez, and she said, "I was always thinking about finding my voice, and I was like, oh, I found my voice.'" And oh wait, that's changed. not my voice. Right. And then she's like, "Your voice, there's no such thing. You never yeah. land on your voice. You always change your voice." That's what I was gonna say. I don't know about my voice, but I know that like my material has gotten uh, more personal, uh-huh. deeper. You know, I may joke about a topic and make it seem like it's about some random stranger, but it comes from like life experiences. So yeah, I'm starting to dig now through that. Like, like oh, what's, like what's my four loco story? You know, like shit like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> you gotta dig. Do you so, feel like you get deep and dark with your stand-up? Or are you kind of like, oh, I don't want to get too... I don't, I don't think I'm a dark comic. Um, I definitely say I'm like a, oh, she keeps it real comic. Like, okay. I don't filter. You know, there's so much, like like I said, the sensitivity. Like, I'll censor myself for some things, but like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You pretty much speak your mind. That's good. Pretty much. So what's, uh, what's coming up for you? Anything, any big plans? I always hate to say five-year plan. But how about, you know, what, what do you, what do you, if you were to make a vision board, what would be on it? Well, I have a few shows coming up, so there's that. Um, <laughs> I did just sign with a new commercial agency. Very excited. Shout out to CGM. Um, they do sitcoms. They do big commercials, campaigns, things like that. So we'll see what they bring to the table. Right now we're just doing like a six-month kind of trial thing. I don't like to sign exclusive contracts. I don't trust them. So <laughs> we'll yeah. see how this goes. Besides that, I think I'm just going to keep killing the stand-up comedy. Um, I really feel like I will be the female John Leguizamo. I'm going to take that comedian Latina comedy lane. Like, that's I'm taking that. Like, yeah. I'm now, was John Legu- was he really ever a stand-up comic? I know he did a lot of one-man shows, but was he? Well, a sta- yeah. Well, I guess he did, like, like theater. More. So then you want to be, you also, you also are me, an actor. Like stand-up, too, because he'd just be talking sometimes. Yeah, of course, of so. course. Um, do you want to do dramatic stuff? Is that something that interests you? Maybe. I think I would be really good at doing, like, biopics. Like, like being the person in the documentary or like the, you know, the like, like I could play like Shakira in her biopic or like Selena, the reboot of Selena or something like that. Yeah. Um, Things like that. I think I don't care too much for dramas, like even to watch them. Yeah. Um, my favorite drama right now isn't even really a drama. It's Jane the Virgin. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah. You know, but it has like a comedic twist even in that. Of course. It still has that comedic twist. So I think I was just comedy. Yeah. If you know, if the right opportunity presented itself, I know I can kill it. Like I'm a very good actor. I feel. Yeah. I black out. <laughs> but you my black passion, out. What does that mean? Like okay, like sometimes I'll do sketch comedy, and I don't even know what just happened until I watch it and edit it. Oh like, wow. When I do stand up, I have to film every like right now. I have my haha show because I don't know what happens. It's like another. Like it's not me. It's insane. It's like when Beyonce turns into Sasha Fierce. Stephanie I did not. Tahada turns into the new queen of comedy. I like that. <laughs> That's really so. Wow. So everything you know, you're kind of like John Henson. There's no, there's no real uh, impediment to anything going on in your not life right yet, now. Things right are great. Now. Um, not right now. Like I, I know everyone, like I said, has their bomb moment. <laughs> but even with that guy heckling me and whatnot, like I was like, oh man, this was bad. But it just, it didn't, it didn't really, really it didn't really affect you. Yeah. I just, I know the bigger picture. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Hey, listen, uh, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you've been here for a while, but um, what else? Do you, do you have anything you want to promote? Not not in the next, let's say, down the road. Is there anything that you want to – do you have a, 
recurring thing? I guess your your handles too, your YouTube and yeah. your Instagram. I have a, uh, my website is stephanietejada.com. That's the hub. You'll see all my social media on there, YouTube, Snapchat, Facebook. Everything's there. And I have a fashion store. It's an online You have fashion a fashion store. store. Yeah. And it's your own merch that you design and No, I'm like the plug. <laughs> I just like find cool designers and pieces and then I make it available for other people to buy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're like a personal shopper for kinda, people like online. A, like a stylist, I guess. Like, mm. That's really cool. And I, I try to like change the, at least monthly, I try to put new things in there. Yeah, yeah. But um, so my store, you can go to stephaniesada.com and hit shop. And on Instagram, it's the Queen's Closet Shop. The Queen's Closet Shop. Yeah. That's amazing. And so your Instagram, Stephanie your Facebook too, what... Everything is Stephanie Tejada. Um, my, like I said, I have a Instagram, the new queen of comedy. Yeah. Because as an influencer, Stephanie Tejada's page, my main page, you know, I have skits and stuff, but I also have to do the tea post and the, the Arizona tea or the waist trainer or the clothing company. But on the new queen of comedy Instagram, that's just nothing but skits. Yeah. So, so do you want to, uh, do you want to make a, a shout out to anyone who may or may not be listening that you might want to work with? You want to talk to, shout out to Jay Davis. I know you're listening. Jay Davis, yeah. When are you going to come see me at the Dime, Jay? I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Um, Adam Hunter, Jasmine Lay, Stephanie Tejada, Team Tejada, anyone who watched the Bad Girls Club and listens, and shout out to you. All right. Bill, well, Bill Dawes, right? Dawes? Did I say Dawes. That? I love it. You say it with a little, bit, little Bronx accent. <laughs> Bill Dawes. Cool. Got the pause. Awesome! Thank you so much for coming out. Thank I know it's I know you you live far away, so this is this is a, a lot for you. So I really appreciate you come by and coming yeah, to. Uh, I'm so glad. I'm glad. Like I was, you know, just up the street. I was like, this is this will work. <laughs> Very cool. I'm glad we got to meet. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming. Mm-hmm. All right, this is Bill Dawes signing off from the Afterlife. Bye bye. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. After laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>